Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Uh-oh, red flags now for the top pick of the NFL draft. Trevor Lawrence himself saying that, yeah, football's great, but it's not everything. Uh-oh, this is going to make the football meatballs really angry. And oh yeah, by the way, I'm getting my COVID shot today. Coquel hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. Stream the show on the free ESPN app or on your Alexa, Google, or Siri smart speaker. Turn it up! Turn it up! Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. Are you crying? Oh, my Lord. I am sorry, honey. Please don't. Could you get your daddy on the phone? Don't hang up, please. I- From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. It's your lunch shower on this Thursday. It's COVID-19 vaccination day for your boy, Ken Levicka on ESPN 106.3, free ESPN app. And on your smart speaker, hey, Alexa, hey, Google, hey, Siri, play ESPN 106.3. And today we are streaming Facebook Live, Instagram Live. We're in the ESPN West Palm and John Levine Accident Attorney Studios from the Phillips Point Towers, downtown West Palm, right off of the sparkling, the beautiful, the majestic Intracoastal. I'm Ken Levicka. He's Chris Coquel. And if you want to talk to us, we're right here for you. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. And tweet at the show, at ESPN West Palm. Ken Levicka Live, presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Dr. Jim Reardon, 21 years preparing students for jobs in the sports industry. Find out more, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Coquel, uh, the moment has arrived. COVID shot number one for me will be coming up in, in minutes now. We're within the hour. Have you until 1 o'clock here on ESPN 106.3. And I will say I went through a healthy regimen of hydration, of uh, fruits, of vegetables, of uh, physical activity in advance of today's first COVID vaccination shot that will be administered to me by our good friends at Baptist Health South Florida and Dr. Madeline Camejo. And I have that right, Dr. Dr. Camejo. Awesome. Dr. Camejo is in here. Uh, she has seen firsthand the train wreck that is that show, this show, but she is going to make sure that she smooths everything out by uh, the time we get to shot time. Uh, she looks very, very doctorly. That's a good start. It's not like someone <laughs> random has come off the street uh, to administer this shot. So I feel good about that. But Dr. Camejo is the VP uh, and Chief Pharmacy Officer for Baptist Health South Florida. So we're going to talk to her and pick her brain about vaccinations because part of the reason I wanted to do this, get my COVID shot on the air, is because I also wanted people to learn something because... As you know, boy, the internets are a, uh, a cesspool. And so uh, I think we needed someone who actually knows what they're talking about in here to talk about the COVID-19 vaccinations. And Dr. Camejo is going to set us straight on some things. Uh, speaking of uh, setting people straight on things, we tried to do that yesterday with Justin Fields uh, and this absurd uh, penchant that we are seeing, that we are having towards him and his work ethic. It went from Dan Orlovsky hearing from people in the know 
that he's the uh, last one in, first one out, that Justin Fields just doesn't have the work ethic, that Chris Mortensen has talked with people that think that his arm mechanics are struggling because he plays baseball, even though he hasn't really played baseball in two or three years. Just weird things that are sinking Justin Fields' draft stock as we sit now two weeks ahead of the NFL draft, exactly two weeks ahead of the first round of the NFL draft. But now Trevor Lawrence has himself volunteered his own work ethic conversation that has the football world a tizzy, that has the talking heads absolutely besides themselves. How could the number one overall pick of the Jacksonville Jaguars soon to be say these inexplicable things that spit in the face of conventional football wisdom and conventional football thought? This Coquel yesterday from Sports Illustrated. It's hard to explain that because we're talking with Trevor Lawrence here, how inexplicable this this is, and because he's the number one overall pick, people are going to freak out. But here's the Trevor Lawrence quote from Sports Illustrated. Quote, it's hard to explain that because I want people to know that I'm passionate about what I do, and it's really important to me. But I don't have this huge chip on my shoulder that everybody's out to get me, and I'm trying to prove everybody wrong. I just don't have that. I can't manufacture that. I don't want to. And I think people mistake that for being a competitor. I think that's unhealthy to a certain extent. Just always thinking that you've got to prove somebody wrong, that you've got to do more, that you've got to be better. That's Trevor Lawrence, your upcoming number one overall pick, saying that, hey, I don't have a chip on my shoulder. I don't have anything to prove. You, Coquel, you are my resident football meatball. Okay, you're the one where uh, if if there's grunting involved and there's hitting involved and uh, there's uh, just masculine gnashing of teeth, I I go to you. That's where you come in. You hear Trevor Lawrence, the number one overall pick, a man that a franchise, the Jacksonville Jaguars, are putting all of their eggs in the singular long-haired Trevor Lawrence basket. You think what? I think that there's absolutely nothing wrong with what he said. I don't think the Jaguars care. I think people need to get over this old-school era of athletes only caring about the sport and living and dying with the sport. Athletes now have other interests. Athletes now have other things they're going to do marketing-wise. It's the same thing when guys film a commercial and they get told, why aren't you in the playbook? You know what I mean? It's that same mindset. It's just not there. The way we coach even at the high school level is different. There is no more do-as-I-say because I say so, it's do as I say, because look, this will work out best for you, and this is the best the best way to go about it. So I just think there's a whole mentality change, and oddly, I think coaches have caught up to it. I don't think fans have. But this is where I want to ask fans out there, and it's not necessarily Jaguars fans, but this is a question about the number one pick in the NFL draft. When you hear Trevor Lawrence say things like, I don't have this huge chip on my shoulder, that everyone's out to get me, and that I'm trying to prove everybody wrong. I don't have that. I can't manufacture that. I don't want to. There is more in life than playing football. You hear that. Does that lessen your thought? Does that diminish what you think about Trevor Lawrence, the number one overall pick upcoming in the NFL draft? 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. Trevor Lawrence doesn't have a chip on his shoulder, he says. He says he has nothing to prove. He doesn't need to prove anybody wrong. He has a life outside of football. Football is great. He's passionate about it, but he has other things. But does this 
does this violate your football sensibilities? 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. This is my thing, though. Like, Why would he have a chip on his shoulder? He's been the darling of football since he was in high school. He got beaten up by Justin Fields in the college football playoff semifinals. Clemson got beaten up by Justin Fields. And he said, by the way, Trevor Lawrence said that, hey, I realized there was nothing more I could do in that game. I think that there are a number of Clemson fans that would probably argue that. I think there are a number of evaluators who would argue that. But if you were told, so say your radio career went a little differently. Like you fought hard. Oh, to have, boy, my radio career is not even uh, come close to amounting what I thought it was going to be at this point. But my, my, my point is, like, you fought hard to get Ken Levick alive. Like, I'm in the other spot where I just jumped in and said, sure, I'll go for the ride. It's a little bit easier for me because I'm just following. You had to fight for it, right? Trevor Lawrence has been the darling since he was 15. So everyone's been telling him he's great. Everyone's been telling him it's not his fault. You see coaches cater to kids that are the high prospects all the time that I don't think he thinks there is a chip on his shoulder. I don't think he thinks he did anything wrong. I think to him he's the perfect quarterback, and almost it's not his fault because why wouldn't he? He's been told he's the perfect quarterback probably since he was going to football camps when he was 11. You have a number one overall pick saying, I don't have to prove anything to anybody. I don't have a chip on my shoulder, but then you juxtapose that against uh, the common football competitor, and they're in the playbook all the time. Tom Brady is constantly demanding excellence from everybody around him, whereas Trevor Lawrence, you hear those quotes, and my mental picture goes to, hey, a dude just hanging out in some Crocs on the beach and sipping on a lemonade. Look at Tom Brady's path. It wasn't Trevor Lawrence's path. Tom Brady wasn't the top high school recruit. Tom Brady was, he split time with Drew Henson. He wasn't even the starter. You know what I mean? Tom Brady was drafted in the sixth round. No one even knew who really cared if they were going to draft Tom Brady. Tom Brady looked like a a schlub running the 40. Is this a red flag for Trevor Lawrence? 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. And uh, you'd be in some pretty comfortable company. Uh, if you think this is a red flag, if you think to yourself, wait, I don't know if this guy is the competitor that I thought he was. Uh, he might be an elite talent, but can that carry? Because Lewis Riddick, the great Lewis Riddick, who you hear every Monday night, Monday Night Football on ESPN, he was on Get Up this morning, and Coquel, he sounds pretty concerned about Trevor Lawrence. Well, yes, he does, Ken. He yeah. does sound concerned, and you can listen That's to that. That's what we get for trying to do right? anything smoothly on this show. <laughs> Let me try this again. Lewis Riddick seems concerned about Trevor Lawrence. I, I'll be honest. It, it took me aback a little bit because, look, I don't know Trevor Lawrence. I've never talked to him, and, and quite honestly, I've never been around him. So all we know is what everyone else has told us about you know, his being a can't-miss prospect and his being one of the best prospects of the past 30 years, and he's can't-miss, and this is why Urban Meyer came out of retirement because he had a can't-miss prospect here. Well, I just know this. I know this, two things about the NFL, okay? There are quarterbacks that are just maniacal in terms of their preparation and their commitment to the game, and and they do want to win at all costs. Quite honestly, the guy who we consider the GOAT, Tom Brady, he has said, if you are not willing to commit yourself in the way that I'm willing to commit yourself, then you're probably going to have a problem matching up with him over time, you know, to paraphrase. You're probably going to have a little bit, be it some kind of deficit at some point in time in a football game against him because he's someone who is maniacal in terms of making sure that he has all the answers and he is prepared as much as possible and he will do whatever it takes in order to win football games. And winning at the NFL level 
is hard, man. Playing quarterback at the NFL level is hard. Steve Young used to say it all the time to me on Monday Night Countdown. It's about the details. It's about the preparation. It's about the commitment. And you better be committed on that level. And the last thing I'll just say is this real quick. Remember now, people were questioning Justin Fields. People were questioning Justin Fields, and he hadn't said a word. People were questioning just how committed he was and whether he was going to be one of those guys who's going to put in the time to be great. If Justin Fields had said this kind of thing, what do you think we'd be talking about here this morning? So I'm just going to put that out there, and I'm not questioning Trevor Lawrence. I'm just saying, though. That seems like Lewis Riddick. Again, Lewis Riddick, who I consider a very, very smart guy, a guy who should be an NFL GM. Uh, if Lewis Riddick is concerned about Trevor Lawrence after hearing those things, I mean, shouldn't a simpleton like me be concerned about it? No, because who knows what mood Trevor Lawrence was in when he was talking to said reporter. Well, obviously, Mello. But the, what, and, and there's something wrong with that? He's like, Yo, how old is he, 21? Hey, 22? If he's I'm, a young kid. He's in an interview, and he's calm because he's been in the national spotlight forever, and he doesn't feel like he has to audition right now. Maybe he just doesn't want to go to Jacksonville and so let me say this so they won't pick me. <laughs> um, but it, you, you hear the criticism about Justin Fields' work ethic. Does Trevor Lawrence now deserve the same sort of criticism? Is this a red flag? This is the number one overall pick in the draft. Now, have we heard about his work ethic or just that he said he doesn't really just love all football? I don't know. Uh, Lewis Riddick ended up making the connection between the two. He brought up the term work ethic. He said if, if, if Justin Fields had said something like this and we've been questioning his work ethic, then we'd be going off on Justin Fields today. So I think that this suggests that it, this, this may be concerning towards a work ethic conversation but that's a whole nother conversation justin fields would be treated differently if he said that you know justin fields looks differently than trevor lawrence there's, black quarterbacks are treated differently in the maybe NFL. there's something to that but it definitely seems like a double standard it absolutely seems like a double standard but again talking about the number one pick in the draft are we are we at a red flag time now i mean he openly said it he told this to sports illustrated coquel these are his words these aren't uh unnamed sources these aren't anonymous people in the know as dan orlovsky likes to use this is this is from the man himself yeah but you're again with <laughs> you and your buddy lewis riddick that's right you two hanging out together boy would that what, be great what you guys are doing though is you're taking him saying one thing and turning it to him not working hard have we ever watched a clemson game where he didn't look prepared no, I thought he looked fairly prepared. You know what I mean? Like, we've watched games where His quarterbacks son, but, look like they have, like Sam Darnold seeing ghosts against the you know, Patriots. Everyone was like, all right, he wasn't up to speed on things. We've never seen that from him. Was Trevor Lawrence as good last year, though, as he was his freshman year? Was there a diminished Trevor Lawrence? Because I'd say the answer is yes. I'd have to look at all the weapons around him. I think those changed a little bit, too. I know he had Etienne still, but I think some of the other weapons. <clears throat> Excuse me. Some of the other weapons weren't as good. Good thing we have a doctor here. I almost just died on air. You, you just stared at me. Absolute and didn't mess. You are an absolute mess, uh, Flem boy. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Life ruined. I don't know what that was. Oh, that's even worse than eight 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 seven six zero ESPN. So, are we concerned about Trevor Lawrence? Is there a concern to be had about Trevor Lawrence? Because, again, this is the guy. He's going number one. He's going to be stepping to the podium in Cleveland as the top overall pick for Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the Jaguars are pinning their hopes, not this season, not next season, but for the next 10 years on this guy. So we can give Justin Fields all sort of all sorts of hell. These anonymous people can question his work ethic and says he doesn't spend enough time in the facility uh, but Trevor Lawrence just openly said, hey, I got I got other things outside of football. 
isn't the end-all be-all. Everything, hey, I love it. I'm passionate about it. But, hey, I can't get too hard on myself, right? Trevor Lawrence falls to six. You're the Dolphins. What are you doing? <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> and you love Tua. I love Tua. So but... like, come on. What are we doing? This is us saying, hey, the NFL draft is in two weeks and the NBA is in midseason mode and baseball just started and we think hockey's going on. Like, this is what Lewis Riddick is doing. This is what we're doing. And I love, trust me, we could talk about draft and people's work ethics and body language. I'm here for it. In all honesty. All, every day. But, but have we ever heard uh, a potential number one pick say something like Josh that? Josh Rosen. Yeah, and that didn't go particularly no. <laughs> well at all. Who's now on his fourth team? What team is he on? Uh, I believe he's with the Niners now. Oh, yeah, spot. I think Fairmount, he was on the California. Niners practice squad, right? Uh, the Niners, who by the way are in the market for another franchise quarterback, by the way, uh, they'll 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 be selecting. It's bold. I mean, it's bold on Trevor Lawrence's part, and I suppose there's a modicum of respect that you pay to him for being. Him, like he could have easily said uh, all this coach speak, all of this. Hey, I go in there. I want to be first one in, last one out. I want people to look up to me. I want to be the leader. Uh, I want to work as hard as I can and make sure that all of my resources are being spent to make the Jacksonville Jaguars a perennial contender. And instead, he said, I don't need to prove anything. I don't really have a chip on my shoulder. I'm a guy. I'm hanging out. I'm, I, he, you know what he is? He, he is acting and he is saying what he looks like. Like Trevor Lawrence, if there was one quarterback prospect ever who would say these things, Trevor Lawrence would be that because of his physical appearance. But <laughs> that's very true. What, <laughs> what do we want him to be? Because we ripped uh, fr- a franchise cornerstone, but a we, guy who wants to win. Derek Jeter was a franchise cornerstone. Derek Jeter was a guy who wanted to win, and he won championships. And when Derek Jeter would talk, what did we complain about? He doesn't say anything. He's all cliches. He's boring. We don't get any answers. Do we even know who Derek Jeter really is? So do we want the athlete to be honest or do we want clicheville? Because we can have either one. Any person can go up there and say cliches all the time. I respect the honesty. How about Trevor Lawrence's dad? Quote, he's not award-driven. He's not. I want to win a Super Bowl at all costs. He's not award-driven. He's not. I want to win a Super Bowl at all costs. Trevor Lawrence's father also putting up a red flag for his son as well. If I'm a Jaguars fan, all I'm saying... He said he wants to win a Super Bowl at all costs. No, 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 no. He said, I'm not... Here, let me reread it. He's not award-driven. He's not... I want to win a Super Bowl at all costs. Okay, so you paused at a weird spot. You made it sound like you are saying he's not... All right. My first go-around at that was a little rough. (laughs) I agree. Yeah, that's... He should want to win a Super Bowl at all costs. Yeah, see, so come on, does, Tre- come does, on, Trevi. does that concern you a little bit more, his dad's quotes, more than what Trevor Lawrence said? And do you think Trevor Lawrence is like, Dad, I'll handle this, okay? I mean, as a Jets fan, he could have been like, I like crack, and I'd still say, I hope he falls to two and the Jets take him. He's so good. <laughs> well, that's because, yeah, your, uh, your, your football expectations have been lowered, I, I mean, to the point of being underground. Um, uh, but I, I just... It's bold. It's definitely bold on Trevor Lawrence's part. And hey, I am I am all for pointing out fake hustle. I don't like the coaches that spend three straight days at the football facility because uh, they're trying to prove that they're working harder than everybody else. You can easily sit somewhere, but then you're not doing anything. You need to maximize your time. You need to maximize your productivity. But when you have a first-round pick that is saying, I have nothing to prove, I don't have a chip on the shoulder, and hey, I'm going to go play, and we'll see what happens. And then your dad's saying, oh, he's, he's, he's not it. I'm going to win a Super Bowl at all costs. Like, that's sort of the name of the game, though, right? Like That's sort of the – when you're the number one pick, that's sort of the name of the game because there's a lot of people depending on you for what eventually is going to be, you would think, a lot of money. If your daughters were playing in the WNBA, 
Would you want them to be win at all costs and forget the rest of my life, or would you want them to have a better view of what life is? I'd like them to do things, but also I'd like them to, at some point, be able to buy daddy a car. So all you care about is the contract. You're yeah. not worried about their mental health or I, how they're doing. I, I just need them to get into free agency. And I don't really know how the WNBA works with that, but I need them to get into free agency because Papa needs a car. See, but, all right, so they're locked into the first one. Trevor Lawrence is getting the money. I mean, he played at Clemson. He probably already got the money. So <laughs> that you know, the little operation on the side over there. So they're not, money's not an issue here there, Ken. But again, I think as a dad... Me, if I was a dad, maybe it's because I became a dad so late. Or like later, I'm 41 now, and I have a nine year old. Before I think if I had a kid earlier, I'd be like, "You need to win at all costs." We're out there running sprints. Where now I'm like, I just want you to be happy and enjoy your life. You're in and the work sunset hard. of your life, and now you can uh, you I, can accept all of these things. I also realize that some of that stuff is just dumb. The whole again, win at all costs, but like that matters. You're fascinating though, because you're a long time high school football coach. Not very successful, but I was uh, very uh, successful. Every team I've coached has been turned around. Every team made massive growth, had to set winning records that they hadn't. In fact, let's take a look at Olympic Heights, and I'm sorry, Olympic Heights, because I'm going to dog you out right now. Before I got there, they were 0-20, right, uh-huh. the two years. They've been 1-19 since me and Coach Baz left, but whatever. Okay, right, sorry, sorry, you sorry, the lines. bridge. Uh, I, I love, too, how defensive he gets. He has to throw out his resume all the time every time I bring that up. I mean, it took over Forest Hill. They were 1-99 before uh-huh. I got there. Yeah, they're they're perennial powerhouse every year. Now. What was your best record at Forest Hill? One and nine, but uh-huh. not one in ninety nine. We went one and nine every <laughs> year, and we were set up to start doing better. When I got there, they didn't even have helmets. You guys judge me. They used <laughs> helmets in there. In the I literally went in there. There were little kid helmets in the in the like pee wee football. Yes. Oh, that's I'm not, not good. even kidding. Or the ones you get out of like the quarter machine. <laughs> no, like literally <laughs> pee. Like it was unsafe stuff going on. So I turned that program around too. Jude blessed it, took it a whole nother light. But my record is not bad. Pope John Paul, I went despite what Autry Denson said, I went five and five. The coach right. who took over me, and at a at a press conference, he said that we we were zero and ten last year. No, we went five and five for the first time in a decade. Autry, it finally happened. Urgh. It took us nine days for Coquel to start airing his high school football grievances. Trevor Lawrence, are there concerns over? His and sports- I never had a Trevor Lawrence. Oh, sorry, Trevor Lawrence, are there uh, concerns over his Sports Illustrated quotes? That, uh, hey, he's passionate about football, but he doesn't have anything to prove. Uh, he doesn't have a chip on his shoulder. And his dad's saying, yeah, he's not a Super Bowl, uh, win a Super Bowl at all costs kind of guy. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. Ken Levick Alive is brought to you by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Dr. Jim Reardon talked to him yesterday. Man, that guy just knows everything. And that is why so many of his students who get their MBA in sport management at Florida Atlantic go on to their ultimate goal and that is a job in the sports industry in a variety of fields. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program sign-ups now for summer semester courses, fall semester courses. You can do them on campus or remote. That's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Don't forget, later on in the show, I am getting my first COVID-19 vaccination shot. Uh, Dr. Madeline Camejo, the VP and Chief Pharmacy Officer of Baptist Health South Florida, she is waiting patiently to put a needle in my arm. She's probably not the only one, but she's doing it for health purposes, and for that, I appreciate her. So we'll have that COVID-19 vaccination shot uh, later on in the show. We're doing it on air. We're doing it live. We're also streaming today, Facebook Live, Instagram Live as well. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.